Hallelujah, and welcome to the Book of John, the podcast companion to all of my writings. And now, please turn in your books to chapter 34. Four Walls. Well, here it is, friends, the last book of John of 2023. I'm taking the next two weeks off, and we'll hit the ground running January 8th, 2024. And what better way to end the year than with a brand new story? Happy holidays, and my condolences on there being yet another new year to deal with. Four Walls. They'd been at the restaurant for almost 45 minutes when Sonny saw the lady sitting at the bar. Jeez, look at that. She is fucking incredible. Carl popped a breadstick. So, go talk to her. Nah, my ex is watching me like a hawk. Got a P.I. on me and everything. For real? Shit you zero. I gotta play it cool until the divorce is finalized, else I don't get my days with Elsie. Swear to God, I'm more locked down than when I was still married, you know? Carl looked at his watch. Yeah, I guess we all got our chains. You gotta go, Sonny said. Probably should. Boss is being a whole prick. He thought about it. Fuck it. Can only kill me once, right? Finish the story. Sonny laughed. <laughs> Which one? What's her name? One in jail. Oh, shit, right. So, okay. She'd gone down for that thing, you know, the whole religious thing? See, I don't get that. It's like a cult? I mean, they're all cults if you look at it a certain way. As long as you don't, like, outright steal money from your flock, you can coast for a good while. But I guess they couldn't help themselves. Plus, all the sex stuff, you know, with the kids and all. That's why the max security prison. Sweet fucking Jesus. Well, she says she's got nothing to do with that. Claims she took the fall for all the dudes higher up who are still floating around free as birds. I don't know her all that well. She was my wife's friend. You can guess where I sit on that. Anyway, she's being squeezed from all sides, you know? Nice-looking lady like that. She's got the guards all up in her shit, saying they can do favors for her if she puts out. Got the cons fighting over each other, over who's going to enslave her or whatever the fuck. You got the cops trying to get her to roll over on her boss. You know, the head dragon or whatever the fuck they call it. Then that guy is saying he'll make it worth her while to keep her mouth shut. Besides which, he's probably got a long reach. Sonny shrugged. After doing shit like that to kids, I'm guessing murder ain't too hard to stretch. And this lady, she's not... How to put it, holding up so well? My ex went to see her, said she looked like all kinds of shit. Like, maybe they should put her on suicide watch. Jesus, that's one way out, right? I mean, short of going over the walls or something, she's got no options, all right? So there she is, dead center of a five-way gangbang. Everywhere she looks, there's some swinging dick looking to jam it in. So this lady, what's her name again? <sighs> shit. Aja, I think? It's not her real name. Well, I mean, she was brought up with a white-bred Susan B. Anthony-type name, so then she got into the cult, so now she's Aja. So Aja, she gets to thinking, and I guess she figures, go with what you know, right? So she starts a little prayer circle, just her and, like, two, three other women. And I don't know all the details of when she was in the cult, but when she's on the outside, the men are the focus, right? I mean, you gotta have your Manson, that's this grand chicken or whatever the fuck, and you got his lieutenants, which... Call it like it is, there's bodyguards, keep anybody from getting ideas. These guys, they get the fuck of the flock. Whoever they pick, it's pump and grind time, you don't say no. And once they're done with you, you keep your mouth shut, right? You say anything, you're out. Same with the kids, I'm guessing. Point is, sex is the big thing they use to hold this whole thing together. So she starts this prayer circle thing, and she sort of keeps it normal. You know, God this, Jesus that, none of that helter-skelter shit. But... There's one big exception to the Gospels you're used to, and that is sex is okay, right? Especially woman sex. You know, women have been chosen by God. They're the ones get immaculate conceptions. No dude's ever given birth to the Savior, right? So if a woman wants to fuck, she can do it however she wants. 
guy, girl, whatever. It's all fair game. And you know, a lot of these ladies, their whole prison story usually starts out with somebody, daddy or stepdaddy or bad uncle or whatever, right? Giving them rough touches and whatnot. So almost all of them, they think they're broken because they've been naughty since they were little girls. And Aja, she tells them, no, you're the one who's right. You're the life giver. You're the hand that rocks the cradle. So you're the one closest to God. And how do you back that up? Oh, look, Jesus is washing the whore's feet and putting them on a pedestal. Now, naturally, you got some lady who thinks she's been a fuck up and a slut her whole life. Guys have been telling them they're nothing. You tell her she's the most important thing and fucking is the way she gets herself more godlike. I mean, not across the board, but a few of these ladies are going to start getting real fucking randy, right? And unless they're getting themselves a conjugal on the regular, they're going to figure out how to love the one they're with. And Aja, I mean, I don't know what her other skill sets are, but she's gotten real good at fucking. And smartest thing she does, she puts herself available with all these women. You know, as far as they're concerned, she's there to fill their needs because they're women and God's mission is keep the women happy. Jesus, this one of them women in birdcages movies? No shit, the guy who makes this into a movie is going to be printing money. But here's the thing, she starts slow, like I said, two, three women. But those two, three women, they're so fucking horny, they start bringing other ladies aboard, teaching them the gospel. Before you know it, it's five women, then a dozen, and suddenly she's having daily sermons to half the prison, plus giving them the hump morning, noon, and night. And you know, she's already ordained, right? Like, this wasn't a bunch of assholes living on a ranch and calling themselves something. They had paperwork, the church is tax-free, all that shit. And she's ordained, which far as the law is concerned, this is the same as being a regular priest or minister or whatever, so she can use her religious affiliation to get stuff through her lawyer. And she doesn't use that for herself, she's getting shit for other inmates. You know, some shit brought in for them, favors on the outside... What she's doing, in other words, is building a big army of women who owe her. And the more she does for them, and the more she refuses to take anything in return, the more these ladies are apt to do anything she asks, right? So she starts real small. I mean, she's like one of them people starts with a paperclip, ends up trading for a car or a house. She takes a cigarette here, piece of chocolate there, and she stockpiles all of it and starts trading for things, including cash, which can then go to the guards. And from what I hear, there's a few guards who dig her interpretation of the scriptures, so she's banging them too. And the more she does that, the more shit she can get to and from the outside. I mean, she's already solved the problem of who's going to own her in prison because she's the one doing the owning. She's got an army of women, so no one's going to touch her. Who needs the hassle, right? Plenty other fish in the sea. You got the guards off your back, the inmates, so you're pretty much covered locally. So that just leaves the outside, right? The cops and the boss lizard. Well, cops, as it turns out, they're pretty easy to touch on the outside. You got enough people owe you enough favors, chances are any cop willing to take a bribe or cash out in sex, you can get in your pocket that don't work you get somebody in your sex cult to do you a favor and maybe that's not so easy in the beginning but once your gospel starts spreading you know when your sheep are passing the word of god to the outside world you start making some friends on the outside people who are maybe down with doing a cop dirty or his family jesus it's a fucked up world and no mistake so a few months later the cops that were so hot to flip her to grab the grand lizard a couple of them have met with accidents a couple others are driving new cars so the case is going nowhere right well, the big rooster, he's just dandy with all this. He figures his little concubine is doing all this because she loves him, right? So he figures she's starting this little franchise for him. He can start using it to his advantage. So he starts visiting her in prison, telling her what she's going to do for him and all this. He's got big plans, and he needs her to start pulling the strings for him. And she's all Bambi-eyed. Ooh, yes, daddy, anything you want. You're the king. Telling him everything he wants to hear. 
Meantime, unbeknownst to his dumbass, she's setting up shop right under his nose. She's putting her people in the key spots in his church, accountant, lawyer, even the secretary in the office who counts all the tithings, you know? And she's doing just enough favors for this numbnuts that he thinks he's a fucking genius. He's so good at this, shit runs itself, right? So he's doing less overseeing and more fucking. So he doesn't have a fucking clue when her people start skimming the operation. Little bit at first, and then just wholesale robbing this fool blind. Long as he can use the church as his personal ATM and brothel, he's not paying attention to the rest. And everything's going fine until one of the big dragon's lieutenants starts to notice something's off. Now, this guy is no genius, but he can see the money ain't flowing the direction it's supposed to, right? So he does some checking, starts to realize who's really in charge now. And he's got two choices. One, he can take it right to the boss, who, don't forget, is living his best life, and this dude has seen what happens to people this guy decides to sacrifice. So he goes with option B, he takes it right to Aja. Now, he doesn't know how far her reach is, but I'm guessing if he can play it straight, tell her to knock off the horse shit or he's going to the lizard, maybe he can curb her a little, right? But of course, none of these guys got into this because they wanted to play it straight, so he goes to her, tells her she's going to start doing something for him, or the boss is going to hear about it, right? <laughs> so this guy ends up dead? Who knows? Maybe if they find his body, they finally get an answer. Nah, as far as the turkey's concerned, this guy's robbed the till and split for Uganda. Which, if you think about it, is a two-for-one, because not only is the missing asshole out of the way, all the money he supposedly stole is, I'm sure, gone in her nest egg. But something like that happens, you're bound to start paying attention, right? So the king pig, he finally starts really having a look around, and even though he can't put his finger on it, he can tell something's off. He starts getting paranoid, right? Starts acting like Howard Hughes, never leaving his room, pissing in jars. I mean, he's living in a mansion, and he's scared to leave his bedroom, right? Plots are afoot and shit. He's not even giving his sermons in person anymore, right? He's beaming into the chapel on a remote feed, which, you know, works for a bit, but he starts ranting and raving about people out to get him, and when you can see the line of piss bottles right there on the screen, you know, the flock starts to get a little fidgety. So the lieutenants, they don't want to lose this great thing they got going, so they get this idea. Aja's doing so good at her thing, why not have her take the sermon? I mean, since they can just beam people in and all, and since she's doing so good in prison and enough people can vouch for her, the powers that be are like, sure, why not? So she's sermonizing from her prison cell. Damn, Carl said. Now, the next part, I gotta extrapolate a little bit. I don't know if Lord Pisspot figured out that Aja was the one pulling the strings or his paranoia was just going full tilt, but he one day realizes she's the cause of all his misery and nobody does him the dirt. She's gotta die. But of course, he's not going to give up all the money he ripped off fair and square, right? So he puts a bounty on her head, 30 grand, figures that ought to be enough. Offers it up to one of the guards he thinks is still on his payroll. Guard gets half up front, and he takes it, goes right to her, tips her off. How long did the boss last? Still alive, believe it or not. Don't know if she did it on purpose or it was just a lucky happenstance, but Boss Hogg meets with his little accident, but instead of dying, it's the kind where he gets his oxygen cut off to his brain for just long enough he can't talk or communicate anymore, can't do much of anything but lay in his hospital bed, which is in his bedroom in his big mansion. So here he is, trapped in the room he made his own prison cell, now he's pissing in a bag because he has to, and they got the TV above his bed, and she insists it be tuned 24-7 to the sermons she gives. You know, all the ones she got recorded on loop, and then turn over live when she's on the prison feed. And he's got no choice. All he can do is watch the lady he knows wants him there suffering, unless he can make himself sleep, and even then he's probably hearing her in his dreams, right? Good Christ. Amen to that. So where is she now? Still in prison? That's weird. Even though she could probably pay her way out now if she wanted. I guess she figures why rock the boat. I mean, 
not for nothing. She's got all these people to do whatever she wants. She's more protected now than she is on the outside. She wants something from outside. She can get it. Maybe the sex is so good inside. Why give up a good thing? I don't know. And I could be wrong. Maybe I'm reading between the lines too much. But I think she kind of feels safe, you know? Got her little room, four walls, done up just the way she likes. I don't know. I only got my ex to trust on this one. But from what I gather about her, you know, grown up, I don't get the feeling it's safe was something she ever felt. Even when she was in the cult on the outside, she was still down the ladder from the men who could fuck her whenever they felt like it. I mean, if you'd finally gotten yourself to the place where everything is going your way, is it really even a prison anymore? He thought for a second, had nothing to add. Anyway, he said. All right, gotta get, Carl said. You got this? I can pay you back or get the next one. Sonny waved him off. Carl gave him a little salute as he headed for the door. Sonny looked at the lady sitting at the bar. He stared for a minute, thinking it over. Yeah, fuck it, he said, and headed over to the bar. Happy holidays, everyone. You can reach me at the Book of John Podcast at gmail.com, or you can go to johnpatricknelson.substack.com to read all of my writing. Thank you so much for listening, and whoever stole the sweet baby Jesus from the nativity scene, please bring it back. I'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.